Mel Yummy Mummy Geriatric Mum? How the f*** did that happen? Hi, I'm Sally Wallace and welcome to my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Why the name? Well, it's a label that I've been slapped with recently, so I've decided to embrace it. But don't worry, it's not all sore nips and stretch marks from here onwards. As a former radio presenter, public speaker, and someone who's a huge advocate of keeping banter alive, each week I'll be sharing life observations with a twist, random questions, subject matters that'll blow your mind, like, do we really eat spiders in our sleep? Am I the only woman who walks around with crystals in her bra? And... Why is it that my husband's clothes and socks are so much more comfortable than my own? All gripping stuff. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Something has brought you here today, and I think it's because we're on the same vibration station. Thank you so much for having a listen. I really hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome back to Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. I'm Sally Wallace and welcome to my fabulous podcast. Um, I've just decided to shower myself with a load of love just then and I've rather enjoyed it, quite frankly. Uh, I suggest you do the same. Oh, I'm in a good mood. It's been Easter weekend this weekend in the UK. And I don't know if you celebrate Easter or not, but we do. Um, not traditionally. Oh, do you know what? I've got to tell you about traditional Easter in my family, actually, very soon. Remind me to come back to that one. But we, yeah, yeah, we have celebrated Easter weekend and I've oh, got a really good local butchers where I live. So I went and bought a shoulder of lamb and literally shoved it in the slow cooker and just, um, have you got a slow cooker? Holy shit. All these ideas are coming to me once and I feel like I need to desperately share them straight away. Do you have a slow cooker? My slow cooker is incredible. I honestly could not live without it. I did the turkey in the slow cooker at Christmas. Honestly, did I? Yeah, I did. No, I did. I did do the turkey in there. Not for not the full turkey in there. I did the turkey in there for a little bit and then whacked a load of bacon over it and then shoved it in the oven. That's what I did. But I do like these massive gammon joints. I do. And honestly, just cover them with loads of brown sugar and loads of honey. Stick in your slow cooker, leave it in there all day and it's amazing. So yeah, so I did a, a lamb shoulder in the slow cooker. And then honestly, when you take it out, it just flakes away. Oh, it's delicious. But the butchers that I get them from, actually cover it in that this minty glaze which is delicious so by the time you don't have to do any preparation for it because i'm not gonna lie i'm shit at seasoning i'm not the best cook i don't know i can i, I can do good meals do you know what i mean but i'm not like if you came to my house for something to eat i wouldn't be one of these people who puts like a jus on the, <laughs> on the side of anything <laughs> do you want gravy with that <laughs> Oh, when we go to Carol's, we get a jus. Oh, fuck Carol. Do you want gravy or not? <laughs> Scott's there with the brown sauce. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Uh, yeah, it's been a really lovely weekend and the weather has been bang on this week. Oh, no, just let me tell you about my lamb. Hang on a minute. It's amazing. Stick it in the slow cooker. Take it out. It's all literally prepped for you. And um, and Roman loves it. He absolutely loves it. He's a proper meat eater, my son. So, yeah, it's, it's been a really, really nice weekend. Food wise, we've done well. We don't actually hammer a lot of chocolate in our house. We did used to. But obviously, when you get older, my God, little pickers really do wear bigger knickers. And I don't want to be sticking out the biggest knickers in the world on my washing line when the weather gets nice so no we've curbed it this weekend which is fine actually it's been great fun we've been out on the trampoline the weather's been fabulous which is about time because i live in the uk and 
springtime, which is obviously the season that we're in at the moment in, in the UK, is it's actually lovely. But April showers has been April shit this month. It has literally been like April hailstorms, April snow. We've had gale force winds. Yeah, it's been shit. So for Easter weekend, it's perked up no end. It's been lovely. So yeah, it's been a really, really nice weekend, actually. Oh my God, I have to share this. So I think if you follow me on social media... Thank you to start with. If you don't, uh, get that finger, literally poking it right now on your screen and find Adventures Ever Geriatric Mum. That's right. That's me. Go and follow me on Instagram and on Facebook. Okay. Um, I've got hedgehogs. We've got hedgehogs. We live in a little village that's full of hedgehogs. And a lot of my neighbours are quite hedgehog conscious as well. So we have like little hedgehog houses in the garden and we're always rescuing hedgehogs. I'm friends with the local hedgehog hospital so we can just keep up because they're actually in decline. The numbers are massively in decline. The little shits have absolutely destroyed my front lawn absolutely destroyed i picked up about 14 hedgehog shits just this weekend alone okay on the front garden and they've um, i've not ta- do you know what? i need to take some pictures of it but i'm that devastated i had just had to mow it and sort it all out this weekend um but also i found two hedgehogs at the same time fed them both i'm not joking they ate like whole bowls of dog food each um loads and loads of water uh, and then they've gone back out again so i, I like I, we've got like these little hotels <laughs> Faulty Towers is one of them. <laughs> oh, do you know what? I'll take pictures of them because they are quite funny. But I try and hide them away, like in the undergrowth, so that uh, nobody can get at the hedgehogs. But yeah, the shit's been everywhere. But on top of that, they are horny little bastards, these hedgehogs are. I know, you're probably thinking, how the hell do you know that, Sally? Well, I've got a CCTV camera on the house. I've got a couple of them, actually. In fact, I can watch hog porn from all angles. I'm not joking. My garden is full of bonking hedgehogs at night. And you're probably thinking, what a load of bollocks. No, it's true. It's absolutely true, which is probably the the shitting in my front lawn and shagging in my front lawn. And one... (laughs) It's so bad because when the camera's gone, it goes ding, ding, ding. On my phone, I'm like, oh, hang on a minute, let's have a quick look. Scrolling through, and the next minute, it's too, it's honestly, it's almost like Marvin Gaye. Bow, 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 bow. Like, comes on in the background, let's get it on. There's literally hedgehogs bonking in my front garden in the dark, so... Yeah, it's like hog porn. Honestly, it's hog porn. So yeah, they've been shitting and shagging in my front garden and caused all sorts of problems with my lawn. So, but I'm not going to complain because I do think that they're pretty cool. And I found out when I, well, as only when I moved to this house, which is about four or five years ago now, I didn't really know anything about hedgehogs at all. But then because I kept finding them, you're not supposed to find them in the day. If they're out in the day, they're not very well. They're dehydrated. Something's not right with them. They've got an infection. So. And this is what I've learned from the lady at the Hedgehog Hospital. So I've rescued, oh my gosh, I think about eight of them now. And then what I'll try and do is if she rescues them and uh, don't get wrong, all of them survive. It's awful, isn't it? But I'll always try and bring them back here. But she told me, oh, they walk 11 miles every night. I was like, what? Are you serious? I mean, that is a hell of a night out, isn't it? (laughs) Think about it. You get to go out, eat loads of food, get laid. (laughs) Seriously, though, I'm sure I've talked about my hedgehogs before. Shagging someone's garden. <laughs> it's absolutely hilarious. I'm not. Do you know what? I'm sure I've mentioned my hedgehogs before on a podcast. It is because they are just comedy genius. I will try and catch them. But it makes me sound really pervy, doesn't it? Oh, I'll try and film them shagging. <laughs> I'll put it on social media. <laughs> 
not really the sort of thing that a mum should be doing. So we might have to just bypass this one. But yeah, they're out in force at the moment. They're out in force. But I've had a good weekend. I've had, it's been a very, very busy week. Um, it's been a very busy week. And I have made some massive decisions this week. Huge decisions this week. Because I'm working full time at the moment. And like, I, I just, on a Monday I work from home. But I have Roman at home. And anybody who's got kids... Um, knows just how hard it is to work from home. So, and then the rest of the time I'm working full time. So uh, you have to bear in mind, I'm working full time. Um, I've I've got a little boy who's three. He's not talking yet. He's just, he's just decided not to talk at the moment, uh, which is fine. Um, I'm not worried about him. Um, he's very, very vocal, but um, yeah, no, no like proper words. We get daddy a lot. We don't really get any mummies. I get more of like an, oi, um, and then um, he's he's so cute. He, oh my God, I've got to tell you this. There's a little old lady that we go for a swim with at the weekends. And we went swimming with her at the weekends. And uh, her name's Phil. I went, Phil, have a lovely swim, won't you? Enjoy. And Roman went, enjoy. <laughs> the little old lady told her to enjoy a swim. I was like, oh, good boy, Roman. That's good words. Well done. Um so yeah, so he is, he, he's, he's an absolute dude. But obviously I'm trying to spend more time with him. Uh, I'm working full time. I'm, you know, really, really super keen on keeping my podcast going. I'm so committed to doing this. I will sit and do my podcast like at midnight some nights just to make sure that I can get the episode out on a Monday. Plus we're trying for another baby as well. And we've most likely got to go through egg donor. And I've really taken my eye off the game with that. And that is something I don't want to do because my biological clock is ticking and I'm really conscious of it. I'm 44 this year. I've literally just, I've not done anything active about trying for another baby, which is stupid. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, we are trying. But I'm also really conscious that Roman's IVF, I have to go through another round of IVF at some point. So when is it going to happen? If I don't take action, it's not going to happen. So I made a huge decision this week and I have handed in my notice, which is like I've never done that ever before in a job. I've never handed in my notice ever. I've been fired before um, and then I've moved jobs because I've been promoted or been moved to different locations. But yeah, I had to make a huge decision this week. And don't get me wrong, I might do something that's going to be less hours in the week, but I just I just cannot keep doing what I'm doing. I'm sitting in the car, I'm commuting like a maniac. I'm driving like a nutter. And I'll tell you what, there's, there's nothing worse. This is one of the shittest feelings which I've experienced in recent months when going back to work and being a mum is when you pick your child up from nursery and they are the last one there. Now, listen, don't mums, I'm not putting any guilt on you. Jesus Christ, you should know me by now. That's not my style. But you might be able to relate to that. And if you're like, fucking hell, Sally, I know what you mean. It's a shit feeling. It is a shit feeling. It's a shit feeling. And I even nearly cried to um, to his key worker the other day. I was like, oh my God, you know, I just feel it. She was like, Sally, don't beat yourself up about it. It's fine. That's what we're here for. And he doesn't know. He's having a ball. He is having a ball, to be fair, because they play loads of music at the end of the day. And Roman is the first one to start cutting moves around the nursery floor. And it apparently gets in people's faces and starts trying to get dance-offs. <laughs> <laughs> word of a lie with the rest of his mates gets go, grabs hold of him and starts moving him around and then gets all up in the grill <laughs> gets his moves from his mother by the way um but yeah it's just for me it's been a bit of a shit feeling of arriving at nursery and knowing that he's the last one there so 
I've been beating myself up now for a few months and it's got to stop because I'm, I mean, my husband works his ass off, like literally works his ass off, but he, he's hardly at home. So I'm like a full-time parent, full-time worker, full-time podcaster. Yeah, I'm just juggling too much, but I'm okay about it. I'm, I've handed him a notice. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. You know, I knew that things had to change and I've got to be the one. I have to be the one that's flexible, but also at the same time, on a very exciting note, it means I'll be doing more podcasts every week. So watch this space. So my plan is to still stick with the Monday and I'll still launch it at seven o'clock on a Monday. And then I think I might throw in another one in the mix, either on a Thursday or a Friday. I haven't quite decided just yet. I've got to see how my weeks uh, kind of pan out and everything, but it will be starting from May. As of May, uh, which is just literally a couple of weeks away, I'm going to be doing two podcasts a week. Um, I hope that wherever you're sat right now, you're giving a little cheer because <laughs> I am. I'm so excited. I love being back behind the microphone. It's fantastic. Um, and I've got more interview, more interviews, more guest speakers. I've got more guest speakers lined up as well. So I'm committing to having more guest speakers on the podcast and also doing more relatable podcasts as well just about life in general general observations and then if I finally get around to going for round number four it'll be of IVF I can let you into a few of those uh, parts of that journey because I, I really don't mind doing that when I went through having Roman I, I, I couldn't have I couldn't have been doing a podcast and going through IVF at the same time I couldn't have done that and don't get me wrong there's a lot of people that do do that and I really champion you but for me I uh, had to keep that one a little bit private. But I think, um, yeah, when this when this all comes around, uh, I don't mind sharing a few bits and bobs here and there. Anyway, that's the big news. Yeah, two podcasts a week starting from May. So watch this space. But I hope you've had a great Easter. Right, if you do follow me on social media, you will know that my Easter has been incredible with regards to, wait for it, the Easter bonnet competition at nursery. Holy shit. This was amazing. Okay, so... I grew up watching Blue Peter. Thank you, Floella Benjamin. You are literally my idol. I adore that woman so much. Floella Benjamin used to have like braids in her hair and have beads in it. I didn't have very much hair as a kid. I don't have a lot of hair now. I really, I don't grow hair very well at all. I've got very fine, very thin hair. If it ever grows very long, my mum goes, oh, it's like rat's tails. Get it cut off. So I've always had very short hair. I remember gluing beads in my hair. <laughs> No word of a lie. So I could look like Floella Benjamin because I just thought she was amazing. So yeah, so Floella Benjamin, she used to do the make bit on Blue... So did Janet Ellis on Blue Peter. I grew up watching Art Attack. Amazing. And of course heartbeat i didn't ever have anything in the gallery but i loved tony hart i literally loved that man i loved his comb over i loved his wispy white hair he was fabulous so yeah so those are my three, three things that i grew up watching i am not a crafter I'm not a crafty person, but when I was a kid, I used to love to make. I would do my make bit and my sister was the same. So Zoe and I, that's my sister Zoe, would sit and we'd make shit for hours. I'm not joking. We would make everything. We would invent different baked goods. We did this baked blue cake once with blue meringue and blue icing. It was horrendous. It gave us both diarrhea, but it was, <laughs> it was an experiment. Um, and we honestly, we used to make loads of little, like we used to have these, I used to have a uh, My Little Pony show stable. Oh yes, I think I've just gone up in your books. Thank you for that. My sister had a farm, um, but we used to do Jim Carner competitions and we'd make loads of jumps as well. So our, you know, our toys were shit hot because we'd make loads of accessories to go with them. We made clothes for Barbie. We, in fact, we also cut Barbie's hair. Um, so 
We've always done the make thing. There was once a Blue Peter make at Easter where they got loads of different coloured cotton balls. I don't know if you've, are you this old or not, right? And they made like rabbits out of an old, um, uh, like a toilet roll, an old toilet roll tube. And then you have to get the fluffy cotton wool balls that were different colours. And then you'd glue them all around and you'd make like a rabbit. Amazing. Yeah, we had loads of those. In fact, they put them in the toilets as well. So it decorated the bog a little bit more. <laughs> We did loads of make, loads of make. Honestly, it was amazing. So obviously, I've just not had a chance to make anything for years. So now being a mum, I, I was I missed out on World Book Day. But in fairness, Roman would not have worn a fancy dress costume to school, to nursery. No, that wouldn't have been him. He had tonsillitis at the time. So when I read in the nursery, Easter bonnet competition, get your hats in by Thursday. I was like, yes, we are doing this. So I... Uh, first of all, how do I make a hat? What am I going to do it for? Blah, 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 blah. One of Roman's favourite words is sheep. He loves Wallace and Gromit, right? And he loves Sean the sheep. So I said, right, mate, let's do a hat with loads of sheep on it. Yeah, we'll do a hat with loads of sheep on it. Right, come on, let's do it. What? How do the hell do I do this? I, 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 where do I get all my little accessories from and everything? Now, I don't have a crafting room. I know that some mums do. <laughs> High five, girlfriends. I do, though, since I've had Roman, have a bit of a crafting cupboard believe it or not or some stickers in there and some paints and some spare paper and card and just stuff that you can play with and go crazy with and everything um but i've just bought loads of it off of amazon to be honest with you anyway my sister said sally get your ass to hobbycraft can you believe I've never been in this place before? This is like my sister's mecca, right? Hobbycraft. It's, I think it's one place that she misses because Zoe's lived in Australia for like 10 years now. Um, and so when I messaged her that I'd been to Hobbycraft, she was like, hallelujah. It was almost like a relief for her that I'd actually walked through the doors. But oh my God, it is insane. It was like, a, it was amazing. It was amazing. I can't believe I'm getting this excited about a crafting shop, but there's like these really professional crafters there that were like looking at me like I was a piece of shit because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I got to the till and I said, um, excuse me, do you think this glue will um, will actually stick these items to this hat? And she looked at me as if to say, oh, you fool. No, PVA glue will not stick that to the hat. You need something stronger. Do you have a glue gun? A glue gun? No. Do you sell those in here? She was like, this is hobby craft. <laughs> I went, no, I'm not going to get a glue gun. I said, I'm, I'm not that much of a professional crafter. <laughs> so this is just a one-off she went it's an investment <laughs> i loved her already i was like you fucking ledge <laughs> i said honestly if i go home with a glue gun i think my husband might leave me and um, do you just have anything really strong glue so i got the old school yoohoo glue and she goes just take this like she was just passing me something a bit inappropriate i was like oh okay then i'll give that a go but it was amazing the fact that a glue gun to a crafter is an investment now right now if you're a crafter you're going sally why the hell did you not buy the gun why did you not get a glue gun so i know i didn't anyway i got this little hat for him and then just got these like um sort of like wiggly eyes got loads of bits and bobs to do his little hat and made it if you've not seen it just go and have a look on instagram okay i am so proud of myself roman started making it with me but then he started eating it all so i thought right it's just not gonna happen and he can't trust a three-year-old with a pair of scissors so i actually sat up in the middle of the night and did it for him and then took it to nursery and he won't wear it he refused to wear it but wait for this we got second place i was over the moon literally over the moon i was like oh my god we've got a second place we've got a second place i told everybody like what the hell is wrong with me i've turned into some sort of psycho mum 
I know this is going to make me sound like a bit of a loser or maybe just like a bit desperate, but this, this, this whole make thing for, for nursery was something I used to dream about before I had Roman. I, I know it, it's silly, isn't it? It's like, but it's the one thing that you think, Oh God, I hope I can make him like little bits and bobs to take to nursery. Or if we need something making for him, I can do this and X, Y, Z, whatever. And so to be able to make him a little bonnet, I know it sounds stupid, but it was just so much fun making it in the first place. Um, but then for him to get second place and he got some chocolates and some bits and bobs from nursery, I just thought, you know what? I don't think it's made his day. He's not really that arse, to be fair, but it's definitely made mine. I was over the moon. First thing I did was, my mum's in Australia at the moment. So I phoned her straight away and went, mum, I've got second place. Oh, I knew you were. Well done, our Sally. Well done. Well done, our Sal. It's a very good bonnet. <laughs> Thanks, Sandra. <laughs> I know, I know, you're probably mocking me, but you know what? I really enjoyed doing it and I'm actually so looking forward to doing more and more little things like that. So yeah, I might have to get a bigger craft cupboard. I tell you what though, people who do the crafting thing, they're like, there's like so much professional shit out there. It's just unbelievable, isn't it? And when I was actually walking around Hobbycraft, I didn't, I didn't even know half these things existed. Like there's like these things that you can, that's like stamps, you can make your own stamps, you can get your, honestly, I was like, what the hell's this? When I was a kid, we used to have Fimo. Do you remember Fimo? Um, so we used to like and stick it in the oven. Used to bake it. So we used to do little things like Fimo. But not only that, we used to cook crisp packets. Do you remember this? I don't know if you. I'm sorry. Okay, we actually used to put. No, no, it wasn't. We didn't cook them. Did you stick them on the grill? I think we used to grill them. So you'd empty a crisp packet and then you'd stick it on the grill, and then we would make them into um, key rings. That's what we used to do with them. We used to like get them really, they, they shrink basically. If you've never done it before, they shrink, but they look exactly the same, but really miniature and they go really like rock hard. So we used to like put a little hole in it and make it into a key ring. So you could have like a little miniature packet of quavers that you're walking around with. It was really cool. Obviously it needs to be empty. Another thing that we used to do is friendship bracelets. Do you remember friendship bracelets? Holy mother. I could, I could literally knot them for hours. I learned how to do these at Girl Guides. Um, And it's just loads and loads of series of knots. So you used to get a nice big safety pin, tie a knot in your threads, feed your safety pin through your threads, and then literally clip it onto your jeans and sit there knotting and make the most incredible friendship bracelets. In fact, I was very renowned for them and made over a hundred once and sold them for a pound each at the local (laughs) village fair. So yeah, I was really chuffed with, really chuffed with myself. Anyway, I'm I'm still over the moon. We got we got second place. We got runner up. Whatever you want, I'm just glad that we we got involved and we did something. I think the last time I won something for a make was at the local village fair. Where I, I grew up in a village in the middle of nowhere, right, and like literally 11 miles away from the nearest town, called Bower Chalk. Very beautiful village in Wiltshire. Um, and we used to have like a, a little village fete every year. And I won, wait for it, the miniature garden competition, which I'd made on a plate. And I made a small, because I had a small little clay cottage that I'd made in, oh, I can't even believe I remember this shit. Um, I'd made a small little clay cottage in technology at school. And then I put that on the plate and then I just basically made a small miniature garden of really tiny flowers and like little tiny vegetables and everything. Yeah, I won. I won first place. I don't actually think I won anything for it apart from a certificate. Or I may have had my picture in the local newspaper. 
<laughs> but at least I got involved. And that's when my passion for make started. <laughs> I'll tell you what, right? Our Easter when we were kids used to be amazing because I've, we've not done an Easter egg hunt or anything like that. If you've been hunting all weekend, I hope that you're okay. You're probably knackered, to be fair. We used to start our Easter Sunday by going to church. So we weren't a hugely religious family, but my mum wanted us to go to the church in the village. It was Church of England because she wanted us to be very much involved with the community. And it was really small village, like a really, really small village. But the church was incredible. Like it was. It was. I, I've got a thing for churches anyway. I just think they're fantastic buildings. And I honestly, I, I, I'm the sort of person that whenever I go somewhere new, I go, oh, let's go and have a look in the church because I just think they're amazing. And the, these these structures are just fantastic. So, yeah, on a Sunday morning, we would always go to church. And I have got the best memories of being a kid in this little old church where we used to live. Because <laughs> your, your opinion of me might go down a little bit now. I don't know. I don't care. But we used to love, like, banging out those hymns. <laughs> me and my mate used to go, because she used to live in the same village as me. But some of the biggest all-time hymn bangers that you could get in church were, Give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning. And it was one of my favourites. And you'd get the bird on the accordion, just going for it. I mean, why do you need to go to a gig when you could just get yourself in church? Because there used to be... What was another one? What's another one? There was loads of the morning is broken was like one of the best ever hymn bangers that you used to get. And then to top it off, I, I went to a Church of England school as well. And we used to have assembly every morning. I don't know if you have assembly now. I'm not too sure if kids have assembly at school anyway. But the the lady who used to play the piano was incredible at my middle school and used to get some proper like hymn bangers as well when you were there. Things like, um, oh, I, I, why do I want to say camel? What was the one about a camel? It was give me oil in my lamp, and there was shine Jesus shine. That was it. Why am I saying camel? <laughs> shine Jesus shine. One of the best ever all time hymn bangers I can think of. Do you know what? There's probably loads of them right now. If you went to Church of England school or a, a, like a Catholic school, and but you, wherever you used to go, and you used to have to sing hymns, sing, sing, sing hymns. I'm getting so excited. I can't. I'm gonna actually go and Google some of these afterwards. It was literally the best way to start the day. The best way to start the day was with some awesome classic hymn bangers. And that was it. Your day was set. Where are you going? I'm just going to go and bang some out in the in the assembly hall at the moment. I'm hoping that they're going to do give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning. <laughs> What's on the playlist today, miss? <laughs> We've got the board is black, the chalk is white. <laughs> if I had a hammers coming up next, woohoo! <laughs> I really hope that Roman gets to have these memories, but I don't know if they do assembly anymore. Do you know what? Whatever school he goes to, I'm going to have to look into it, to, to be honest, beforehand. Right. Oh, my gosh. I can't even believe that my half an hour has gone so quickly. So thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I am honestly, I'm so grateful for all the messages that I receive, all the support, all the shares. Um, if you enjoy what I'm doing and you like what you hear, please share my podcast. I really am grateful for everything, for, for people coming back all the time and then also for all the shares. And plus, the reviews are incredible. I've only been doing this for 14 weeks, but I'm getting some cracking five star reviews on Spotify and some five star reviews as well on apple and if you feel like writing a review and leaving it please do so on apple if you go to apple if you listen on apple anyway if you write a review and then make sure that you leave your name for your uh, instagram i will definitely leave your message in my instagram stories as well 
Right, fingers crossed this weather stays perky as anything in the UK. Wherever you are, I hope your weather's nice as well, of course. Have a fantastic week. Uh, get ready because there's going to be two of these coming every week from <laughs> in the next two weeks. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for taking a listen to my podcast. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures Ever Geriatric Mum, where there's a link to the podcast that you can share with all your friends. After all, sharing is caring, and you and I are best friends now.